got to operate in truth, right? Operate in truth. Tell the truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gator Truth Florida Football Podcast. I'm Daniel. And on this episode, we're going to take a look at the Gators' 41-24 win in College Station against the Texas A&M Aggies. Before we get to the game, I do want to say that a trip to College Station is everything as advertised. In many ways, Texas A&M is one of the what's right with college football, full of pageantry, full of tradition. Some of the things I got to see, and I put some of the videos on the Twitter machine, And that's watching the cadets who, yes, not all of them are aligned with some military branch march in, watching their quote-unquote cavalry go in and out of the stadium. And also this past weekend, and I forget the name for it, but it was their big reunion for former cadets. So not only did they have their cadets walking in, but they had a whole massive line of their alumni coming back and marching in with the current cadets. And so it was pretty cool to see that, obviously watching them do the fight song. And honestly, their band and the precision it has in their marches was pretty dang impressive during halftime. We had heard about it, and that was something we saw before going and getting refills, which, by the way, Texas A&M does a great job of that as compared to Florida, where they essentially have fountain-style refills Where at Florida, we don't, and it causes even more backup just trying to get refills at some of our stamps. But that's neither here nor there. One thing that Florida fans did not get to experience on this trip was the midnight yell. It was supposed to start at midnight, as they always do. There had been a tornado warning in the area for most of the evening. At one point, it was supposed to stop thunderstorming around 11. At another point, all predictions past 9 o'clock went away. And then as it got closer, the thunderstorm time went to 12-1-2. They did not cancel it until 10 minutes before the gates were supposed to open at 11.30, which was kind of annoying for everyone who drove from out of town if they're staying out of town. Luckily, I was only about three miles away, but still, I'd taken a nap, woken myself up, driven in a state I'm not sure I should have been driving in. And then they literally called it off 5-10 minutes before gates were supposed to open and people were already there. That's the one gripe I have about it. Not that it didn't happen, but they canceled it so late into the process. With that said, amazing trip. Definitely something to experience if you get a chance. Also a really cool, really low flyover. I have a four-second video that I honestly didn't see them coming. I knew there was going to be a flyover. And then as soon as they come my camera actually goes upside down as I'm filming them, but it was really low. Very cool to see. And with that, let's go ahead and start talking about the game. In my preview, I did say that the three keys to the game were to run well, to have quick throws, and for AR to be accurate. And I have to say, two out of three isn't bad. We ended up running for 291 yards against the Aggies which I don't care how many players they're missing, which we will talk about that. 291 yards is a ridiculous rushing stat, especially when we haven't been running that great for a few weeks now. 
I didn't see too many quick routes to beat the blitz, but I'm not sure if we really needed it as much in this game as I thought we would. Some of that I do think comes down to just the fact of A&M missing, I believe it was 17 total players, not just from the flu, but with other injuries and then some season ending injuries as well. And for number three, which was for AR to be accurate, I do believe that he was accurate. I mean, he threw for 17 for 28, which is pretty good. It puts us around 60%. He did have a few throwaways. He did have a few balls that possibly could have been caught and a few that he should have put in a better position and they would have been caught. So I will take it. It is an improvement from what we've seen. And hopefully we continue to see more improvement from AR in the accuracy department. AR also ran seven times for 78 yards, and I believe one of those rushing attempts was considered a sack. So with that said, great day for him. Obviously, he had the 60-yard touchdown run. He also had a shorter touchdown run, which I believe was about 10 yards. And he had a few more good plays with his legs, including on that fourth and six, where he goes out to his right and ends up making a forward lateral. So essentially a pass to Montrell Johnson, who runs it for a first down, which showed great creativity. We also saw some good touch on his throw, his touchdown throw to Frazier's there in the north end zone. And I will say there was one incompletion when he released. I'm like, oh man, that's got good air under it from the angle I was sitting on. The problem is it sailed a little bit too much out of bounds, but it was good seeing him putting air under the ball as that is something that a lot of people have noticed he doesn't do too well. So seeing it right now is definitely showing improvement when he's getting the touchdown to Frazier's or even when he has an incompletion. At least it's something that we've seen. He also had a nice throw to Ricky Pearsall that Pearsall dropped and then took a targeting hit immediately after. But again, some of those things to see for accuracy, good timing, good throws are just things you can take from all these different plays that we are seeing improvement in him becoming the player that we thought he could be before the season began. So for that reason, I am going to give him an A for the Texas A&M game. I don't think that him producing 279 yards being 60 plus percent completion percentage and doing a few other things well and including creating some space for some throws like when he stepped up in the pocket to hit Caleb Douglas for that touchdown. There's a lot of things he brought to this game. He got the team moving with some pace at times, some tempo. Not a whole lot, but we did see some. So with that said, I'm giving him an A for this game. Obviously, he led this team to 41 points on the road. There were things I thought he could do better, but really can't ask more from him in this environment. So with that said, I am giving him an A. Moving on to the running backs. Can't give them anything other than an A when we have 291 rushing yards. Montreal Johnson had 22 carries for 100 yards. One thing I thought was interesting because I've been doing this a little bit recently is what do they look like if you subtract their one big carry? I know I talked about LSU where he had 12 carries, I think, or 13 carries. If you took away the long carry, he ended up with only one and a half yards average for the remaining 10 plus carries, which kind of equaled out to 10 plus 
wasted play. So I looked at for Johnson, and if you take away his 24-yard run, that's 21 runs for 76 yards. And what I found was, okay, that's less than four yards per carry. We don't like that. However, watching the game, he had plenty of runs that were five, six, eight, ten. He also had some carries for losses. So it makes me rethink looking at that a little bit. But since I've talked about in the past, that is something I'd like to talk about here, where I think at LSU or against LSU, he really did have so many busted plays in this game is a little bit different where he was breaking plays and then he'd have a few plays where he didn't do anything. And it's kind of like what I said after the Tennessee game with the quarterback and how I said, okay, AR only threw for like 50, 55% that game, but he was averaging something ridiculous per pass, upwards of 15, 20 yards. And I'm like, okay, I will take the lower percentage for the bigger yards. In fact, I think I said at the time, if not, you look at Danny Werfel's 1996 Heisman season, only a 54.5 completion percentage, but he averaged so many yards per completion. And with that said, I just bring up those yards per completion to say that Montreal Johnson in this game was kind of like that, where there are times it didn't work, like an incomplete pass doesn't work, but then there are times he was brilliant and he did it multiple times brilliantly. And that's something we didn't see against LSU. So Definitely growth on his part. Definitely growth on the O-line's part. Moving to our other running back, Trevor Etienne, who was the only other running back to get a carry instead of cycling three. We were really just cycling these two in this game. 17 carries for 80 yards. He's still, if you took his longest run of 12 yards, if you took that away, he would still be averaging over four yards per carry, which is what we want to see. And of course, the highlight for him was on the third down run where we ran it for third and long. I still don't think it was a great play call. However, ETN on that play made something out of nothing. He probably should have been stopped around the line of scrimmage, give or take a yard either way. But with a few great jukes, he was able to get to the outside, pick up the first down. And that's what I like to see from the running backs. It's kind of like a complaint I had Years and years ago about an offensive coordinator, I remember the conversation with my dad where I'm like, I don't believe a good play call is when the player makes something out of nothing. It was a bad play call, but an amazing play by the player. That's how I felt about that particular play. So good on Trevor Etienne to make something out of nothing. He continues to get better and better before our eyes. I can only imagine once he's had another full offseason or a full offseason in this offense, how much he's going to grow, along with just the team's growth of being in the system for a full year plus. Once again, I'm going to give the running backs an A. Looking towards the receivers and tight ends, I'll combine them for this one. I think there's a lot less tight end usage. There's still plenty of it, but there's a lot less in this game as we I believe we ran a little bit more 11 personnel than we have in the past, which in the preview I said we probably would do due to the injury to Keon Zipperer. It was good to see Jonathan Odom getting plenty of snaps in this game. There was times I saw him lined out wide, and there are times he motioned in close. There's times he lined up at tight end. Good to see a young guy coming in and making plays. He did have a really great block on AR's 60-yard touchdown run. Xanders had one catch for eight yards. 
that was early on and helped their offense get into a rhythm. And since they didn't do as much on the stat sheet this game, and since there's a little bit less of the 12 personnel, that's why I'm putting them with the receivers. I did say minus because I do think there's a few opportunities where we could have had catches, such as Pearsall in the end zone. Yes, it was a nice play by the AM defender, but if you hold on to that for just a little while longer or through the ground, it's a touchdown. We've got to make those catches. We've got to hold on to them because although we ended up winning this game, that might make a big difference later if we continue to do it. Also, as I talked about, Pearsall on the great ball from AR where he ended up taking the targeting. He dropped that ball before he got hit. You've got to secure that catch if the targeting makes you drop it after, you know, as the targeting happens, fine. Even though I'd rather, again, hold on to the ball through the ground, we've seen plenty of players make those catches. I do expect when you've not been hit yet to make those catches, especially on such a big opportunity like that where we would have the ball inside the 10-yard line. I also know it's a little bit picky to say there are a few times we didn't block too well on screens, but again, I'm giving them an A- minus rather than an A, so it's just a stop down because there were a few things like that. I know I've picked on Pearsall a little bit, but as he's probably the top receiver that we had playing since Shorter was out, he's going to be the one that I give the examples for. I could also talk about Burke got hit in the chest by a ball where the AM defender just missed it. AR rifled it in, beat the defender. Hard catch, I understand, with everything going on, the defender blocking his eyes, but a little bit better effort could be made there. But again, also, AR could have thrown that ball a lot better, put it in front of Burke, and then this isn't an issue. So that's why I haven't really harped on that one as much as I did the other two. But again, some of these are kind of minor gripes, and that's why we're talking about A to A minus, and we're not talking about like B's, B minus, things like that. Definitely moving on to the offensive line, I'm going to give them an A. There were a few times that they let pressure through, but there are plenty of times where they did what they needed to do, helped us get 291 rushing yards, gave AR enough time to get over 200 passing yards. Also, There are some times where AR probably could have made passes, got a little bit spooked in the pocket. But when you have 291 rushing yards, it's really hard to say anything other than an A for the offensive line. Now, taking a look at the defense, going into the game, I did say that the number one priority was to stop the run, to pressure the QB was number two. And then number three was to play tight man coverage. In the first half, we really didn't do too much of any of that. On the first play of the game, we should have had a chain for a loss. However, Ventrell Miller misses the tackle and he breaks off the longest AM run of the year to that point, sets him up with first and goal. Then we have some pass interference penalties. They end up scoring a touchdown on their first drive, and as we know, that first half, a ends up scoring 24 points to take the lead going into the half. With that said, towards the end of the second quarter, we did get a stop, although we did nothing after we got the stop, and then we allowed a touchdown on the next drive. 
but it showed a blueprint for what it could be, such as Ventrell Miller going out wide with a chain and making a tackle for a loss on a nice little swing play. We have given up lots of success to other teams on that play throughout the season, and AM had success on that play when Torrance didn't go out earlier in the game. So it was a great adjustment and a great job by Miller there. And of course, in the second half, we adjusted and ended up shutting them out, had eight straight stops in the second half, which is impressive for any team. I know this is not a great AM team. I do know that again, AM was missing about 17 players, but eight straight stops is impressive no matter who you're playing, especially in SEC play, and especially with some of the talent that AM has on offense, such as five star receiver. Evan Sturt, who did make a nice move on Jason Marshall and won a rep against him for a big gain, but Marshall ended up having several other big time stops against him or some tight windows he forced where Haynes King could not deliver the ball. And again, I know this was their backup QB who at one point was their starting QB, but at the same time, This is a guy who did throw for 279 yards on us. Most of it in the first half. The second half was much better. Why? Because three keys to the game. We stopped the run. We ended up getting more pressure on the QB, both with four men and with blitzing. And we ended up playing some more tight man. And when we played tight man, we did what I talked about. Tight man created the smaller windows which put more pressure on the QB, which caused him to throw inaccurate passes. So one thing I did see in this before we get into the grades is I rewatched the game and I think I counted a total of 10 blitzes on passing plays, four in the first half, six in the second half. Of course, in the second half, we were doing a good job getting some pressure with four. So that's why the blitzing was a little bit lower. With that said, of our blitzing, our 10 blitzes that I counted just rewatching yesterday, I counted three completions on the 10 blitzes, which means when we blitzed, they were only completing 30%. And that's not to say they went and beat us for tons of yards. I believe one of the completions was for like five, 10 yards. Yes, a first down, but something rather short for the passing game. Two of those blitzes, the last two were. The fumbles or fumble and interception, I believe, was considered fumbles on the stat sheet. Bernie with a nice diving grab to make sure there was no review about, well, was his arm going forward or not? None of that matters if you do what Bernie did and catch it in the air. Great effort by him to secure the ball and make sure there was no question that it was a turnover. For the defensive line, I'm going to give them a B plus for the game. Obviously, the first half was unacceptable, but in the second half, they did get more pressure with four rushers. There were many times that they kept their gap integrity. There were times that they were able to keep contain. Obviously, the cutback on the first play of the game is noticeable where we did not. But again, there are some plays we did bad, but overall, these guys had their best game of the season, in my opinion. So I'm going to give them that B+. The linebackers, 
I'm not going to ignore the first half. Obviously gave up the big play, which does happen. But they also made some nice plays, such as on the blitz, such as Bernie's deal. That's why it's going to be a B-plus despite the first half and the terrible nature of the defense in that first half where they didn't seem like they could get a stop. And until they got the stop on that first drive of the game or of the second half, that it looked like AM was about to go up by 11. And obviously that would have changed the game, but they get the big stop there. Again, you saw Miller going out, making good tackles in the open field on a chain after struggling the first bit of the first half. So with the, that said, that's why I'm giving them the above average. Again, my average is a B. From what I understand, it was them who helped turn around the defense, both on the field and in the locker room. So credit to them for that. Definitely helped shut down the run in the second half. Only, I believe, 96 total yards by AM in the second half. Big portion of that did have to do with our linebackers. And then finally, I'm going to give a B to our defensive backs. I'm going to go ahead and do that as a whole, mostly because there were things that we saw good and bad from everyone. Nickel was so-so. Definitely, there are times Perkins played well. There are times he didn't. There's times Johnson had good coverage and they just got a catch. There's times he didn't play well at all. And of course, I talked about Torrance earlier, not moving with a running back where they got a touchdown, throwing it to the flat. And then there are times that really they made some good secure tackles. And on the outside, it was good to see some good play from Kimber. I think Marshall overall all played well. Jaden Hill did some good things, did some bad things. And some of the pass interference penalties are why I'm knocking this one a little bit lower. And also because although I expected to see uh, some good running from guys like a chain, I did not think that I'm going to go up to a B plus when we allowed Haynes King to throw for 279 yards. He's not the starter. He didn't do too well at all. Um, in his previous starts, and we made him look like a Heisman candidate in the first half. With that said, that's why it's going to be a B where the others were at B+. Looking at the AM game, it was successful. Gives us the opportunity to maybe end up 500 in the SEC by beating South Carolina, by beating Vanderbilt. The opportunity to have a three-game win streak, potentially going into the FSU game, going to Dope Campbell Stadium on a Friday night. All these different factors at play, starting with this win. Truth be told, though, this was a win that should have been much easier, especially when you consider 17 players out for AM, including their starting quarterback, their backup quarterback who had been inaccurate all year. First half looks like a Heisman candidate. Truth be told, on defense, we made great adjustments, but some of those adjustments could have been made by seeing what we did in the Georgia game, which was going to tighter man, sending some blitzes. We only allowed three completions of the 10 blitzes I have and caused two turnovers of blitzes on the passing downs. So these are things I'm hoping that the coaching staff sees since they talk about their analytics a lot and says, let's do more of that. Let's hope that the leaders on the team can help each other not come up flat, help everyone with their assignments. Let's hope this really is a turning point where we see that second half and everyone go, dang, 
let's do more of that from the coaches to the players and let's springboard everything going forward including let's finish the sec four and four let's rattle spencer rattler in a sold out swamp this saturday i think it's easy to say this will be perhaps the craziest environment he's ever been in i'm gonna say the swamp is better than anything he faced in the big 12 when he was at oklahoma and i'm gonna say it's better than arkansas and kentucky so with that said we really can go after him crowd noise this game let's do so let's do our part let's hope the team does their part because if we beat him and beat vanderbilt we end up four and four in the sec and to be honest the way it is right now that's not bad give us momentum going into the fsu game again AM, it's a great trip if you get the chance do it there are great things to take from this game but we also need to be measured that this was although it's a great win they were missing a lot of players there were things we probably could have adjusted to early and that this is not an AM team of the highest quality anyways doesn't take anything away from the greatness that was the second half but there are some people i've seen acting like this was beating a top 10 top 15 team that it was not we can still say it's a great win that we hope to springboard us going forward we won on the road which is big it's our first road win of the year we have two more road games coming up to finish the season as usual i would say check out the gator collective help create nl nil opportunities for our athletes at florida once again thank you all for listening and as always Go Gators.